fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Trained to live off nature's land, trained in combat hand to hand. Men who fight. By night and day, courage take from the green beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three. In the green beret, back at home, a young wife waits. Her green beret has met his fate. He has died for those oppressed, leaving her this last request. But silver wings. My son's chest. Make him one of America's best. He'll be a man. They'll test one day. On Monday, it is Monday, the 26th day of February, year old art, 2024. Welcome to the John Moore Show. Live broadcast begin Monday through Friday with my show, the John Moore Show here at Republic Broadcasting. And I am always proud to say we do begin with the Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody stand, face the flag. Gentlemen, remove your hats, right hand over the heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Proper tip today, looks like we may have some time to talk about this in more detail. Uh, it's been a while since I watched it, but there's a trilogy of three films, uh, Atlas Shrugged, and um, I watched it again over the weekend. It's been quite a while since I watched it. I, I, I urge everybody to watch this film. Um, it's based on a novel by the same name, uh, written by Ian Rand in 1957, long time ago <laughs> a long time ago uh, and uh, it's uh, I saw a lot of uh, analogies to what's going on right now in this country uh, the main character his name is John Galt G-A-L-T I see him as a President Trump character quite frankly I do um, and uh, I see the actions of President of the United States, 
and his advisors, and it's very similar to what's been going on since Obama got elected. We're in the third Obama term right now, in case you don't know. Um, I, it's too bad they couldn't keep the same actors for the same characters uh, through the, the trilogy, the three films, but that's kind of a, a side note. And um, I, uh, I advise everybody to watch this uh, this trilogy of films. If it's, if it's been uh, eight or ten years, the last installment, the last uh, of the three films was uh, released in 2014, ten years ago, when Obama was still president. So um, things have changed a lot since then, in some ways. Um, become a lot more intense. What's going on with the... Uh, these various uh, civil and criminal charges against President Trump, uh, very very closely parallel to what was done to, uh, uh, okay, it looks like Stephen Starr is trying to connect with us. Um, and uh, uh, Stephen, if, if you're there, speak up. I can't hear you. Hello. Good morning, <laughs> Stephen. Good morning. Uh, Stephen, uh, uh, first off, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Starr is the author of a great book we'll be talking about so here in a moment, Nuclear High-Altitude Electromagnetic Pulse. The subtitle is A Mortal Threat to the U.S. Power Grid and U.S. Nuclear Power Plants. Stephen, um, the proper tip of the day is I'm, I'm advising my, our listeners to watch the film trilogy titled Atlas Shrugged. Uh, the last uh, of the three films was released in 2014 during the Obama administration. And I see a lot of parallels between the movie, which is based on a 1957 novel by Ian Rand, between uh, what was put forth in that novel and the trilogy and today's uh, situation. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, sir? Well, I, I read that book when I was in high school, <laughs> and it really had, a, it had quite an effect on me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have to admit, at that point in my life, I really didn't grasp a lot of the... Uh, well, you didn't have the maturity. So, yeah. yeah, you didn't have the maturity to understand the, the the seriousness of that book. And of course, when you were in high school, what's taking place now uh, wasn't taking place. Uh, no. One of the, one of the main things being these prosecutions of President Trump. Uh, just to refresh your memory, um, uh, Hank Reardon, who was owned uh, uh, quite a few companies and manufactured Reardon steel, right. was was brought up on false charges by the United States government, which right. I think... Because they wanted to own his metal, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> they wanted to steal his metal. Precisely. And uh, I see it as a direct parallel to the false charges being brought against President Trump. Um, so it's a well-done series, uh, and uh, the last one was done, as I mentioned a moment ago, in 2014, and I, I do recommend it as a thought-provoking, well-done a series of films. Um, there's a bit of fantasy in there. Obviously, there's a bit of fantasy in it. And uh, there's some things that I can't talk about publicly that I am aware of that the film makes re makes reference to also. The, but uh, I'll be following up on that as I can. Um, anyway, Stephen, um, the uh, war in Ukraine has begun its third year. It's now been revealed publicly, and this is on I'm going to go to the reference here right now at uh, The Liberty Daily. It's a news compendium uh, where they pull together news from all over the planet. Uh, bombshell report, CIA built 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine, waged channel war in Ukraine um, uh, for the last decade. 
by the author is Tyler Durden, uh, published at Zero Hedge uh, today. Um, this, um, this revelation certainly gives a lot of credibility to why Russia is so upset w- with everything going on here, doesn't it, sir? Yes, I mean, they like to portray the war as something that just came out of the blue, that Russia just attacked Ukraine with no aggravation. But you know, I, uh, I wrote an article about this um, right after the, the uh, in February uh, 24th, I guess it was 2022. Uh, but, I, you know, there were something like 14,000 uh, civilians in the Donbass area. That was a, a mostly ethnic Russian area in Ukraine where they... Uh, the the new government that took over in 2014 outlawed the Russian language. <clears throat> you couldn't use it in schools or in business uh, work or in the court system. And most of the people there spoke Russian. <laughs> right, uh, so they, right. didn't, they, they didn't want to go along with that. But I mean, uh, when the after the in 2014, they they called it an anti-terrorist operation. But the army attacked Donetsk and Luhansk and they in the course of eight years before the war started, there 14,000 civilians were killed. And we never heard at all anything about that in our news no. here. No, not at all. Not a peep. Not a peep. Well, um, for us Americans uh, you know, on the other side of the planet, uh, observing this from a distance, you know, we get bits and pieces of what's going on. And as is always said, and it's very true, uh, Stephen, the first casualty of any war is the truth, isn't it? Well, that's true. I... I try to tell my students that I teach a class on nuclear weapons at the University of Missouri every summer. And, you know, uh, the last couple of years, I was trying to to convey some of this information to them. But and I have, you know, very smart, bright students. But they, you know, uh, one student wrote a rebuttal to my I, my assertion that Ukraine couldn't possibly win the war against Russia because um, the entire West, we, we lost our industrial base. We can't make enough artillery shells or missiles or anything to keep up with the Russians at this point. And uh, it was just a matter of time before they started losing the war. But the, the students just said, oh, that's that's a lie. And they, they quoted all these uh, stories from the New York Times and the Washington Post. To show, to, and I said, well, that's I really appreciate you use evidence-based information to try to refute my assertions. But you, will you please consider the possibility that your sources are inaccurate? <laughs> right. But it's, it's, hard, right. it's hard to make that argument that, you know, 22, 23-year-olds, uh, basically. I mean, I see them almost as kids now, but, I mean, they're not, obviously. But they, you know, they, they everything they see, they accept uh, without question. At face value, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, uh, Americans have been doing that for decades. Um, we, we accepted at face value that President Roosevelt did not know the date and the time of the attack on Pearl Harbor, which, That's in fact, right. he did. That's right. Uh, we, we accepted at face value, or President Truman accepted at face value his advisor's advice. Oh, we can't use nukes on the Chinese because the Chinese have nukes also. Of course, that advisor himself was a Chinese agent, and the Chinese, in fact, did not have nuclear weapons. We accepted at face value uh, that uh, little patrol boats attacked the United States Navy in the Gulf of Tonkin as a fact, when in fact it didn't happen, and the uh, the war in Vietnam, it became a real war based on the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which is based on something that didn't happen. We uh, accepted at face value that because 100 Saudis were hiding out in Afghanistan, that we had to go to war with the entire country rather than find and hunt down those 100 men. Right. 
we accepted at face value that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Well, he did have some weapons of mass destruction, chemical weapons, all stamped made in the USA because he was our ally, and they went to proper channels to be given to Saddam Hussein. So we liberated the country of Iraq from its own people, which, of course, you yeah. can't do that. Historically, you know, they call it a false flag where a government stages something to make it look like another country attacked them in, uh, in order to start a war. And it's been going on for a long time, but, you know, it never dawned on me when I was in high school or even in college early on that, uh, that the United States had done the same thing. Well, let's go back another war, um, World War One. The passenger ship Lusitania uh, yeah. was carrying weapons of war. The German embassy... Washington, D.C., was running ads in the newspapers, do not book passage on this ship. It, can, uh-huh. it will have weapons of war. So as the Lusitania was approaching Ireland, it suddenly, for no apparent or explained reason, dropped behind the convoy where it had some level of protection. It was torpedoed and sunk, and that got us in World War One, didn't it? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, one of the things I've learned about World War One was the United States had made so many loans to England and France that you know the the bankers uh, thought you know we can't afford to lose that war. <laughs> There's other things at play besides all the the things they tell you about you know the. the and back war. up one more war, the Spanish American War. The, the battleship Maine was sitting peacefully in Havana Harbor when its own boiler blew itself up. It was not Spanish commandos. The <laughs> really? ship blew itself up, yeah. and we went to war with Spain because our ship blew itself up in Havana Harbor. Well, I, one thing I know is our country needs to – the infrastructure in this country is falling apart, and there's so many social needs. You know, we have an invasion going on on our, our borders, among other things. And But we you know, we don't need to send $60 billion to Ukraine. We, I, I, I did some research. The $112 billion we've already sent to Ukraine is more than the entire uh, annual budget for 20 states in the United States total, you know. If you added up the total budget every year for 20 states in the U.S., that's that's 100, 110 billion dollars. That's what we've already given away to Ukraine. But what I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense at all. Except that somebody's going to well, cry. U.S. money is paying for teacher salaries, retirement pensions for retired Ukrainian individuals, and of course unknown amounts going to pay for condos in Florida and villas on the French Riviera. We simply don't know how much is going to that to those uh, reasons, do we, sir? No, we don't, but it's just, there's so much corruption. It's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> when you think about secession from the union, I, I mean, if, if there's no way to reform the federal government, then maybe we should. You know, I, I, I'm not, I don't really know I have all the answers, but. Uh, well, I, we, we hear these terms, uh, the deep state, the swamp, and so forth. Well, what they're not saying is who the deep state is. It's a senior executive service. It's eight to 10,000 men and women who actually run the government, and they look at presidents as uh, temps, as, hire, as temporary hired help. Uh-huh. Uh, I use the example of a neighbor of mine, uh, Stephen. She went to work uh, as an administrative person in Washington, D.C., uh, and retired uh, about eight or ten years ago. She went to work there during the Eisenhower administration. And that's not unusual. That's typical wow. for men and women to go to D.C. and they stay there for decade after decade after decade. And if they if they play their cards right, they become part of the senior executive service, which is the real swamp. 
the real deep state. That's who actually runs the country, sir. Well, I, I think that money is seems to be the de- determining factor in so many things. And if you can buy enough judges and you know agencies and all that, uh, everybody seems to have their own agenda. But it does. The interests of the American people always seem to come in last these days. That's right. That's right. And George Soros' money has done exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Soros has a lot of money, but not unlimited funds. And so he focuses those finite sources on what's going to make the big changes, uh, such as uh, district attorneys in major cities. Uh, My hometown, St. Louis, he did that. That district attorney was forced to resign by the attorney general of the state of Missouri. Thank goodness. Uh, And numerous, numerous other cities where Soros' money has put in place a man or a woman as district attorney who would carry out the agenda of George Soros, which is to destroy the country. I read that he's just purchased 200 radio stations in the last few months. Well, that that doesn't surprise me, and there's a lot of power there, obviously. And, uh, of course, his son Alexander is the one running this day-to-day show. It's not Alexander anymore. I mean, he's not George anymore. It's Alexander Soros, who's Uh carrying on the family tradition, isn't he? Well, I, I didn't know, but I'll take your word for it. Well, you know, well, George Soros uh, is, uh, was he 90 years old? He he was wow. a teenager in World War One, no, excuse me, World War Two, uh, helping the, the German forces uh, locate hiding Jewish families uh, so they could be arrested and or executed. Um, so, yeah, George, uh, George is not the day-to-day guy anymore. It's his son, Alexander. Um, but uh, where does it leave us? It leaves us looking at very serious enemies, including... Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran, those are the four main ones, uh, at least three of whom have uh, the, the ability to put uh, uh, nuclear weapons into space. Iran, possibly, if you've got all this money, the money they do, they probably can, all of whom have this capability to put nuclear weapons into space that would, if, if discharged, would create an electromagnetic pulse that could knock out the entire uh, continental United States, couldn't it? That's right. Well, you know, if you detonate a nuclear weapon, say, starting up uh, like 20 miles up to, you know, two, three, four hundred miles, you won't feel any blast or fire thermal effects on the surface. But what will happen is that in a billionth of a second, there'll be this gigantic um, electromagnetic pulse that's generated that comes down at the speed of light. And it, anything that's electrically conductive, uh, it will induce, uh, cause an electrical current to be formed in it. It won't hurt you as a person, but power lines, telecommunication lines are especially vulnerable. Um, a medium distribution power line can have two million volts and up to five to ten thousand amps in it, and just a you know two billionths of a second. Anything that's plugged into the grid at that point, if it's not shielded, it'll it'll be the solid state electronics, and it'll be destroyed. And and that includes you know all of, not only. It's all our critical national infrastructure relies on all these things anymore. It's just, you know, computers and all these sorts of things are just be vaporized. Basically, their circuitry will be destroyed and uh, nothing's going to work. Uh, and also, maybe three billion, well, a few seconds later, three to ten seconds later, there's the E3 component of EMP. It comes down and it, it will Hold destroy. that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We have a break We're right back. Hey, sorry.
where the hearth is. In days gone by, the hearth was the center of the home, a social place where the family would come together to spend time and cook. The warmth of the Liberator rocket stove makes a house feel like a home. So, welcome home. 100% American made, the Liberator rocket stove heats for a fraction of the cost of other methods. Your home can be safely heated with firewood or wood pellets. The Liberator rocket heater is waiting to be part of your home. This unit ships directly to your door, or you can save $300 with a factory pickup. To order, go to my website, thelibertyman.com. That's thelibertyman.com. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. There's a point, 7,000 RPM, where everything fades. The machine becomes weightless, just disappears. And all that's left is a body moving through space and time. 7,000 RPM, that's where you meet it. You feel it coming, creeps up on you close in your ear. Ask you a question. The only question that matters. Who are you? All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Jared Moore here on Monday, the 26th of February. The 
This hour is sponsored by the Energy Cleaner. If you're tired of being tired, check out the Energy Cleaner. Arthritis pain, joint pain, got you down. Same thing. Check out the Energy Cleaner. I just sold one to one of my American Legion buddies over the weekend. He's looking forward to getting relief. You can also. Keep in mind, I offer a 90-day money-back guarantee on Energy Cleaner. Details on Energy Cleaner, the mattress pads that go with it, are at my website at thelibertyman.com. Visiting with Stephen Starr, his book is available at amazon.com. The title of his book is Nuclear High-Altitude Electromagnetic Pulse. The subtitle is A Mortal Threat to the U.S. Power Grid and U.S. Nuclear Power Grid Plants. Uh, Stephen, I'm curious, uh, uh, what would be the typical class size that would sign up to learn more about the effects of nuclear weapons, sir? Um, I've had about 50 students uh, in the summer. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a lot more than I thought. Um, and uh, you cover the actual effects, uh, and I assume you get into, uh, or you may not, but the, the the political intrigue surrounding the use or non-use of these weapons and, and how a person or a family or a town might survive. Do you get into all those things? Um, yes, uh, I've, I've got a lot of leeway in the class. The title is Nuclear Weapons Environmental uh, health and social effects. So I can talk about just about anything. <laughs> but I, and, and, I, I started out with, a, you know, American history, basically, because most of the students really aren't familiar with even the 20th century is kind of left out of their uh, their education. So they I talk about the Manhattan Project and World War II and then the Cold War, uh, the nuclear arms race. And, uh, and then I also talk about how you make nuclear weapons and um, the and by about the third week, we start talking about, we talk about the atomic bomb, the second week and the third week's uh, hydrogen bombs, thermonuclear weapons, which were a thousand times more powerful than atomic bombs. And most of the students are pretty much horrified at that point because they, they have no idea. Right, right, right. right. Well, uh, my daughter graduated from high school about 25, 26 years ago. And when she was a senior, uh, she, we were talking and she says, oh, dad, I, I graduated on June the 6th. I said, oh, that's, you're graduating on D-Day. And my daughter, who was a senior in high school, says, what's D-Day, Dad? Yeah, I got all A's. <laughs> yeah, 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 what's D-Day? Um, so uh, you cover all these things in your class, and uh, uh, you say a typical response would be they're horrified to find out the real deal? Well, I mean... Most people learn about nuclear weapons from watching maybe the Terminator shows or, you know, they're, we're not, I think it's been at least 30 years or so since they were really even taught anything about them in schools. Uh, when the Soviet Union collapsed, I guess the idea was that there's no more danger of nuclear war and it just kind of went, went off the radar. Um, but you know, the, the nuclear arsenals, even though with the arms reduction treaties and start treaties, we they, they, they got rid of, a lot of nuclear weapons went from 76,000 to about 13,000, 12 to 13,000. Now that's still all it takes is one, which is what prompted me to write the book because you know one nuclear weapon if, uh, doesn't even have to be over the continental U.S. If you detonate one over the Yucatan Peninsula, you can destroy the entire electric grid in the U.S. And the grid the grid will be down for over a year at least because it will destroy the large power transformers that are required for the long distance transmission of electricity and it takes 18 to 24 months to to make those, and 80 something like 82 percent are made overseas, and they weigh half a million pounds each. So you can't airlift them in. Uh, so it's you know it's it's something that we can protect against, but uh, we just haven't been able to get a bill through Congress to mandate it. 
Right. Well, the one-year delivery time for a new one is in normal times when we right. have electricity and everything works. So uh, <laughs> when uh, when we're reduced to uh, uh, making uh, all communication being long distance being a shortwave radio and uh, everything that infrastructure we count on to make things happen being broken, um, that delivery time is dramatically increased, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, you know, you can't pump fuel out of the ground. You can't run refrigerators. You can't use any type of transportation system. Water sanitation systems won't work. I mean, yeah, the society would be do- – we have a couple of plants in the U.S. now that will make large power transformers, but they're not going to be able to make anything if there's no electricity. So like exactly. you say, you know, it would be a terrible yeah, every, Everything you need to fix uh, – everything you need to do repairs is also broken. Everything right. that's broken is also broken. Uh, by uh, it's, uh, it's everything you need to do the repairs is also broken. That's the term. But um, and uh, it's been blocked. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. 
With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. is the libertyman.com my covid panel has more than 200 articles and videos by world-class scientists and doctors the most recent one is by dr Teresa long lieutenant colonel united states army her job was to certify the physical fitness of the pilots more than a thousand pilots at huntsville alabama helped mostly helicopter pilots it's a half-hour testimony uh, it really is a great summary of her thoughts and her uh, knowledge that she's come across, such as the falsification of records to uh, cover up the COVID-19 vaccination uh, injuries to the pilots in the U.S. Army. Uh, very moving, very moving. And, of course, you might want to check out the Arkhaven uh, Intentional Christ- Christian Community. Uh, in some ways, it reminds me of the uh, uh, scene in the... Uh, movie, the trilogy I just mentioned earlier, Atlas Shrugged, where uh, the productive people of the country are leaving and going to this safe haven. It's a great place to live, great place to raise a family, great place to retire, the Ark Haven Intentional Christian Community. Sitting with uh, Stephen Sarr, the author of the following book, available for sale at, at Amazon.com, Nuclear High Altitude Electromagnetic Pulse. The subtitle, very important. A Mortal Threat to the U.S. Power Grid and U.S. Nuclear Power Plants. It, you were giving us before the break there, uh, Stephen, a, a brief summary of these pulses that come from these weapons, weren't you, sir? Yes. Uh, it, it, it all happens. In, the first pulse happens in a few billionths of a second at the speed of light, and so ordinary surge protectors won't protect against it. The EMP shield will. I actually bought some of those before I even finished writing the book because I, I learned about them. Uh, and then, uh, like about three to ten seconds after the first uh, E1 pulse, comes the E3, which is the same thing also as a geomagnetic disturbance. It has the same effects. That would be like a solar flare hitting the Earth directly. It'll destroy the grid. Uh, it destroys the large power transformers and extra high-voltage circuit breakers that are required for the transmission of electricity. So, um, you know, we'd be. It's a one-two punch that we're not prepared for. The military has protected itself, uh, its weapon systems and communication systems 
Um, but the civilian infrastructure hasn't been protected, so we're very much at risk from it. We are very much. Um, going back to the, the, the bumper that we had at, at the where this segment began, that was a from a film where the U.S. Marines are preparing to take over a, a Muslim-controlled country uh, uh, in North Africa, and uh, that was uh, during the uh, President. Uh, Jefferson's uh, term, I believe, uh, Thomas Jefferson's term as president. Now, here we are 200-something years later, uh, still fighting Muslims, this time in Yemen instead of North Africa, uh, with U.S. Marines doing the same thing, U.S. Navy doing the same thing they were doing 200 years ago. Um, some things never change, do they, Stephen? Yeah. Well, um, that's true. I, I think that our, our country would be better served if we were guarding our own borders instead of trying to Guard borders five, ten thousand miles away from the United States. <laughs> well, the, the U.S. Navy has been the protector of the of the international shipping and the seas for you know, more than a century, um, and um, there's other countries that help do that. But maintain the, the shipping lanes to commerce is essential for the world economy, isn't it? Well, that's true, but you know, I like the Straits over there. We thought we. Um, we have uh, freedom of navigation things going on like right, right off the coast of china um but you know that we we're dependent on chinese manufactured goods and medicines here so i i mean i always see sort of a strange uh kind of divergence from reality and our policies in washington we don't seem to protect our interests that much that's right that's right well we're us, uh, I, I refer to myself as a barefoot peasant or barefoot hillbilly. Uh, I can't change what's going on at that level. Stephen Stark can have some effect with publishing his book, but it's going to be a, a limited effect. Uh, your book has gotten into the hands of uh, how many congressmen and senators, sir, if you know? Well, um, I'm not too sure. I, I know at least one because I met with uh, the staffers for uh, Josh Hawley here in Missouri, and I actually spoke with one of his aides about the book uh Several days ago, he he called me. It made me feel good for the first time somebody called me about it. So uh, I'm, there have been a couple of bills that were uh, attempted to be passed in 2013 and 2015. But, you know, when the Trump administration left office, uh, everything pretty much stopped. So uh, I don't know. And, and well, also, before President Trump became President Trump, I know that the Obama administration was actively blocking any funding for anything to protect the U.S. power grid. Uh, before I found out about that, uh, Stephen, I thought it was just uh, bureaucratic incompetence in Washington, D.C. Yeah. It d yeah. didn't occur to me that the Obama administration would be actively blocking protecting the U.S. power grid, n not only from EMP, but from the effects of a coronal mass ejection. Uh, right. uh, so uh, it's, uh, I was disappointed, but real, quite frankly, not surprised once I learned that, sir. Yeah, well, it, it, apparently it's more than uh, ignorance and uh, incompetence. It's there's malice involved in some of this. But we, you know, the people, I Americans don't understand how vulnerable they are to this. And I'm, there's so many things to worry about. But um, this is just something. If we lose our grid, and and our electronics are all burned up from EMP, then we really we're all of a sudden we're back in almost like the Middle Ages only. We don't have the skills to survive like people did, you know, a couple hundred years ago without before we had electricity. So 
We, uh, the congressional report says up to 90% of Americans would die. Well, let's go to the year 1900. Uh, New York City had more than a million people. They had a functioning fire department, uh, hospitals, schools, police department, uh, grocery stores filled with fresh groceries. And they had no internal combustion engines. Electricity was just being introduced to sm some small parts of New York City by uh, the Edison Company. Uh, and everything functioned without internal combustion engines and without electricity. That infrastructure is gone. Everything right. that, that made our society function uh, a little over a century ago is in museums. Uh, Steam-powered locomotives are tourist attractions, a few that are left in, uh, in tourist attractions and uh, um, museums. Uh, we still have sailboats, but we don't have large cargo vessels to haul, to haul uh, cargo with sail power. Uh, so that infrastructure is pretty much either non-existent or, or left over in museums, isn't it, sir? Yeah, unfortunately it is. And uh, just basic know-how. You know, I, I was kind of a city kid when I grew up, but I've, it took me, I've been working on growing my own food and uh, I do make some of my own electricity now, but it, it takes a long time to develop those skills. You know, if they have a garden, you just don't walk out and stick a seed in the ground and have stuff grow. It takes, there's a lot of skills involved and, and we are, most people really have no idea w w where to start. They don't have the, even the facilities to do a lot of that like we used to. No, we don't. And that knowledge is gra gradually being lost. So, uh, the U.S. government, not John Moore, not Stephen Starr, the U.S. government estimates nine out of ten Americans will be dead one year after a nationwide EMP. And that's a, that's a pretty firm number, isn't it? Well, it's not, it's not unbelievable just because when you think, you know, if we lose electricity within three days, there'll be no food in the stores. You know, your, your toilets aren't going to work. Your, your water won't run. and There'll be no heating or cooling. If this happened in the middle of, say, the winter, and you, I mean, all of a sudden there would just be nothing. Um, your generators wouldn't work because the EMP will fry the solid-state circuits in them unless it's protected. And there's, uh, it, it's pretty, it just, it's, it's almost hard to believe. It sounds like science fiction, but, you know, the thing is, there's, like I said before, there's like twelve to 13,000 nuclear weapons in the world, and all it takes is one of these detonated over, you know, the eastern half of the U.S. takes out the whole, Eastern half of the U.S. and the same thing for the west western half, one detonation or even one detonation over the Yucatan Peninsula takes out the entire grid in the U.S. So, uh, and that can be done from a satellite or a weather balloon. It doesn't even have to be a, a rocket. It doesn't no, have to be a very place. No. Yeah. In fact, there was a report about three days ago of another balloon over this country, and uh, I haven't heard a thing about it since. Have you heard anything about that? No, I know. I noticed that too. I, I wondered about it. They said there was some package attached to it. Uh, you know, it's just you know we we're not going to be able to defend against everything like that. And even even if you have like a state of the art missile defense system, your some missiles are going to get through. So you know, uh, um, we need to we need to protect our infrastructure and our grid at least from you know if there's a nuclear war, well we're gonna we're in big trouble. But you know, one nuclear weapon, we shouldn't have this one weapon being able to take out the whole U.S.? No, no, and, and uh, once it goes off, there's, there's almost, I don't know if there's any way to tell where this thing came from or not, but a uh, cargo ship could easily launch a weather balloon somewhere in the, off the coast of Southern California. Um, right. And, uh, 
yeah, a Scud missile. Uh, a Scud is a, a very primitive missile, but it is a missile and it does work. And uh, we we don't necessarily know ever necessarily know the real source of that weapon, uh, would we? No, and there's lots of people that aren't very happy with the United States right now, so I don't think it's a good idea to be, uh, you know, not worry about this kind of problem. Um, yes, well, our listeners can't do anything at the, at the level of, of, of these geopolitical intrigue, but what we can do is get EMP Shield devices from EMP Shield at my website and protect our cars, protect our homes, protect our generators, and... Uh, create a safe haven for our family and help the entire neighborhood with something as simple as refrigeration. Right, uh, Stephen? Yeah, that's right. And um, I, I have a solar, I have a photovoltaic system to make electricity, and I have I have EMP shield that protects the electronics in that system and also the, the backup batteries that I use for storage. Um, so, and I, you know, if you talk to EMP shield, uh, they can even work with your community, I believe, um, to, you know, to not just one person but they can help get the whole community uh, protected uh, well Stephen, um, if i say the following term it's a it's an item i'll ask if you know what they are edison batteries uh well i know who thomas edison was but i'm not sure about edison batteries <laughs> okay now if if do a segue here if you were the professor at university of missouri at rollo science and technology and you were in charge of the department that that specializes in alternative energy then uh, there'd probably be an expectation that you would know what edison batteries are don't you think well I'd, yeah I'd, if that's your specialty you're supposed to be uh, knowledgeable about that so um one friday afternoon i'm driving past that part of the university of rollo on my motorcycle with my wife and i stop at that at that department I walk in and I have to I have to speak to the person in charge of all these windmills and solar panels and all this stuff right outside the door. Oh, he's gone. He'll be back Monday. I got his name and number. So I call him up Monday and I introduce myself. I I said, "Sir, are you familiar with Edison batteries, also known as nickel iron alkaline nickel iron alkaline batteries?" Silence. These batteries. If you go to the Edison Museum in New, in New Jersey. Uh, Stephen, uh, this morning, they'll probably be open in about an hour or so. You'll find 100-year-old Edison batteries going through daily charge-discharge cycles as they've done for a century. Really? We don't know how long these batteries last. There's no evidence that they ever wear out. And the weak link in all these uh, alternative energy schemes, which most of them are schemes, is the batteries themselves. Right now, most people would have to spend about uh, Twelve to fifteen thousand dollars every eight to ten years to replace all the batteries to run their home, which of course people can't afford to do that. Uh, so uh, uh, I work with a company right now. We're not manufacturing batteries. We have in the recent past manufactured nickel iron alkaline batteries, and uh, it's uh, it's a shame that this technology is, has been lost when the professor in charge of alternative energy at University of Missouri. A world-class engineering university doesn't know, you know these things even existed. I think we may be in deep trouble. What do you think, sir? Well, I'd like to know more about those batteries myself. But yeah, uh, there, there's a there's a lot of things that we used to know how to do that we've forgotten. There, there's a thing called a ram pump that can pump water uphill um, without any electrical uh, component. Yeah. Well, uh, I had one of those at my place, and really? uh, 
at the same location we have a uh, 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 water power to make electricity um, yeah so uh, I've looked into this quite a bit in some areas and um, yeah there was a ram pump that pumped water uh, up this hill to a large holding tank where it was gravity feed to a resort uh, at the bottom of the hill um, this was done about oh, 1917, 1919, right. about a, cent- a little more than a century ago. Well, it was considered like one of the greatest inventions in the world in, back in the 19th century. So, Well, yeah. Uh, the only power needed to make the pump water was the water power itself, the, the falling water itself. Yeah. Um, simple device. Yeah. Simple device. And um, the knowledge is still in books. Uh, there, are not, there aren't that many living human beings that know it anymore, but all that knowledge is still stored in books, isn't it? Yeah, I uh, the profit motive seems to drive so many things. A lot of times, it's uh, you make more money making things that have uh, you know like a planned obsolescence. <laughs> They're not built to last, and that's one of the problems we have these days. You know, it's uh, but those those aren't decisions that are taken in the interest of the community. Their interest, the stockholders in some company. And we got to get away. We got to think about our, our neighbors once once in a while. So. Absolutely. Well. The last company that was manufactured Edison batteries uh, shut down in the 1970s, and my business partners asked some of those executives, the company still makes batteries, why did you stop manufacturing the nickel, iron, alkaline batteries? This was the response. No repeat business. Yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> what a shame. With, with a country and a market this size, they made the wrong decision for the wrong reasons. No repeat business. And um, that's where we are. Um, so getting back to the topic at hand, how can our families listening to us protect themselves and help their neighborhood simply by getting the EMP, uh, shield devices, uh, EMP shield has graciously grandfathered me into a, with a $50 discount on each piece of equipment for our listeners. Uh, that $50 discount helps a lot, doesn't it, uh, Stephen? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, the, the, the devices aren't terribly expensive. They, uh, they cost about three times what a, some of the surge protectors for a lightning cost. And, and, you know, some of those surge protectors don't work nearly as well as the EMP shield does. So um, and I think the EMP shield comes with a $25,000 guarantee. For That's right. so, it does. And it's a nice insurance policy uh, for lightning protection. We have a break. We'll be right back. From beautiful Colorado, my name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. 
Shiroji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiroji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Stephen, I, I got a, a text message from uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew uh, has been incredibly busy the last few weeks. He thinks that uh, beginning next month, he'll be able to be with us maybe uh, two two or three times a month. He's not sure. Um, but he's, uh, he's a young man, and uh, he's doing what young men do, which is work really hard, isn't he? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I get emails from him that are written about, you know, two or three in the morning. I think, oh, my God, when does he sleep, you know? Well, I, I know he's he travels a lot, and he's uh, he's he's frequently in in time zones, eight and ten and twelve time zones away from oh, us. Okay, so that makes sense. I get. I it. know when I was in the Philippines uh, for uh, about ten days, and I I was on the phone a lot at, at two or three o'clock in the morning just because of the time zone difference. 
Um, so anyway, Andrew will be back as he can beginning next month. Um, got about a, a, oh, let's see here, uh, Stephen. Looks like about a minute, maybe two minutes to summarize your thoughts for the day and for the week, sir. Well, um, I would urge people to get my book, uh, Nuclear High Altitude Electromagnetic Pulse. It's on Amazon. There's a Kindle version that's $9 uh, if you don't want to buy the paperback. And you can look up it on Amazon. My name's Stephen with a V and star, S-T-A-R-R. Uh, you can, the book will come up that way, too. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of misinformation about EMP on the net. I figured that out while I was writing the book. Um, and I, I have summaries in my book that are non-technical, and they make it easy to understand for somebody who doesn't have a scientific background. I urge uh, you know your audience to take time and get the book, look at it, and then uh, you know take it in person to uh, either their city council or their congressman, and uh, you know tell them to to read it. You know if, I think a personal visit's more effective than a, a email or even a phone call because you'll just get you know a message machine lots of times. Um, but uh, and educate yourself and, you know, take protection too. Uh, protect your family. The EMP shield is a good way to protect your home. Even if they do manage to protect the grid, it still won't protect your home from EMP. So uh, I think it's a, a very good product. They On their website, they show they've done military-grade testing on the product. So it's um, it's it's not a, a bogus uh, item. So I, and keep listening to John's show. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Stephen, thank you very much, and uh, you're welcome to, to hang on, hold on, and listen as you do sometime when you have time. And uh, I'll be beginning the, the next hour. I'll be beginning with uh, the letter from Colonel Travis that he wrote on February 24th, 1836. Uh, the Battle of the Alamo was was taking place. Uh, uh, 188 years ago this week so I, I try to remember to do that every year and, and most, most years I do remember to do it um, very moving letter that he wrote that is enshrined in Texas and historical records um, thank you Stephen look forward to talking to you next, next Monday thanks Don okay top there break coming up and we'll have my friend Sam Andrews Sam is the proprietor of uh, Freedom Center USA world class training with rifles pistols and high class, uh, high high quality, I should say, uh, high end first aid training. Here's our break. We'll be right back. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. 
hemppaste.com slash rbn. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle it.